So that shows that your property managers, you know, taking care. No thanks. Taking care of, uh, uh, taking care of your property. That's actually pretty fun. <laughs> <laughs> that's actually it. There's the that, intro. That's the intro. Uh, Jesus. Yeah, it is. It's so gross. You're listening to the Homeboys Podcast. Recorded in our Indiana office and with combined 40 years of experience. Here's your hosts, Clint and Scott. Hello, everybody. We're the Homeboys, and you're with the Homeboys Podcast. We thank you for joining us today. We got a really fun topic. We are talking about tenants, and tenants are actually the lifeblood of your investment. They provide the cash in the cash flow. Uh, we've got some really uh, some fun stories, um, some success stories, some stories of um, celebrity tenants, some um, failed stories, uh, stuff that we picked up along the way, but we're glad you're here with us. As always, I'm here with my business partner and dear friend, Scott Adams. How are you, my friend? I'm good. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Yeah. I'm excited to be here with you today. Yeah, well, good. We've had a wild week so far. Well, I hope you're ready because you're going to be doing a lot of talking today because you are pretty much the property management I specialist. I am the property management guy. You are. I've got, obviously... As much as I don't want to be, and whenever I think I'm out, they always pull oh, me yeah. back in. They've got you, you know, <laughs> and I have plenty of experience, obviously, myself, but the truth is, is, um, you know, in, in our careers, we've both kind of specialized in in different aspects of it. And uh, although we can pretty much be utility players in any aspect of the business, we, we both do have our kind of starring roles in certain areas. And you, my friend, are the property management star. I am the property manager. And it uh, it's such an overlooked topic sometimes because it's not the most fun to talk about. People love buying properties. People right. love picking out properties. But it's really the property management that brings it all, you know, full circle. And the tenants being in your property and tenants paying their rent, you know, is really where an investor's success comes from. It's where the rubber meets the road. It's where it all matters. And it's, it's as we say, it's the most important aspect of any investment, period. It just is. And you're right. It's overlooked. It's not talked about as much because it's not as fun or sexy as you know, talking real estate and investments, but that's where the dollars come from, that the dollars come from the tenant. You know, it's, uh, I think of that uh, Wolf of Wall Street, you know, line, putting money in your pocket and you've got to get the money from somewhere and it's the tenants that are paying. So, you know, you've got to you know, get good tenants. You've got to make sure to manage them properly. You've got to make sure to set good expectations and all those things that you're so good at along with the systems that make it all work. So what do you think is the starting point that people need to understand about this? I think it all comes down to one word, and that's process. I think that every good property manager um, you know, has a process, and if they don't have a process, that's where the problem is going to be. But if someone was interviewing uh, a property manager, and any time that you talk about tenants, which is really the start of the relationship, is – what do you do to attract, you know, good tenants? Um, you know, the first thing that we do is we market on over 50 real estate websites, including our local MLS, which uh, a lot of people don't do, but we are licensed real estate brokers and we advertise in the local MLS. But then all of the major real estate websites, Zillow, Trulia, Hotpads, the list goes on and on. We've got 
the property syndicated to all of these sites to where we get the maximum, you know, amount of traffic, you know, uh, for a person's rental property. So you think that's really important, the, you know, making sure it's out there? Are there enough rental properties where that matters? Are you going to get tenants either way? And what other pitfalls are there with advertising out there? It seems like in today's world, you know, there's risks involved with that. There are. Uh, the biggest risk is, you know, we see scammers right. that are, are taking our, our advertised properties. You know, for example, if we have a $1,200 a month rental that they see on Zillow, the scammer that is uh, could take that property off, syndicate it on, say, Facebook Marketplace for $900, drum up all of this interest, and then ask that they send their rent payments to a uh, to a PayPal account. Right. Which we try to we try to do everything that we can to avoid that. We put a watermark on all of our pictures. It makes it hard to to rip off our pictures. We require a credit card authentication. Uh, we require uh, a driver's license. We require the location. That's just to show Correct. the property. Yeah. We require that they have the location settings turned on on their phone whenever they're actually looking at the property. So there's a lot of security measures in place, but regrettably we live in a, a day and age where avoiding all of the scammers is almost impossible. That's going to be hard for individual um, landlords to try to stay on top of that, you know, and know the latest things that, that your property management you know, does, you know, I see the time mm-hmm. that you and the team spend on the security aspect of this stuff. And it's, it's mind blowing. I was emailing with Dina late last, last night. And she, she was, was on the phone with the scammer. Correct. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and, and Dina is someone that works within our office. She's one of our property pro. pros. Mm-hmm. And she was literally going between the police and this person, you know, basically doing an undercover sting type operation and it's just, there's so much work that goes into that side that, um, you know, m- most good property management companies will, will ha- focus, have focus on. And generally obviously. any uh, fraud like that, it, it comes in waves. Like we'll literally go a full year without having any. And then you could go through a stretch where you have 10 cases in a week and it's all the same person. The problem is, is it's very, these these scammers are very smart and it's very hard to, to detect. And sometimes the police um, isn't all that interested in, in helping. They've, uh, they've got a lot of stuff going on, obviously, and this isn't at the top of their list. I think it should be. You know, if I, if I went and took your wallet, you know, from your, from your desk, you know, I, I, they would be interested in that. But if they send money to a bogus PayPal account of a scammer, they're not as interested. So that is something that if you were managing your property, you know, on your own can come very, very, very challenging. We know the, the, the ways around it. Like I said, we've got lots of security systems in place, but you know, you also asked about, is it important to have your property out there? And the answer is yes. It's, that is something that has evolved since we've been in business. Um, I've been doing property management for over 15 years and really, 15 years ago, the biggest uh, way that you would attract tenants was having a for rent sign in your yard. Mm-hmm. That was the biggest. That was the biggest driver of traffic to your property was a for rent sign. Oh, I had a I had a whole storage unit full of for rent signs for my rentals. Correct. Would, yeah. And today, I'm not saying you still don't get traffic from a for rent sign, but most of your traffic is generated off of the internet and where the ads are placed. We have a software that does a lot of that for us. We load a property into our software, put the watermarked pictures in, 
and then hit post to internet and it literally goes out to all of these all these websites so it's very streamlined and if you actually go into our software and look at the amount of traffic that we're getting our inventory is extremely low right now because rentals have been very hot through covid but the traffic is is mind-blowing that's why we have three property pros in the field that we, we couldn't just have one person going through that it would be too overwhelming you feel like that trend has accelerated through, you know, 2020 and the changes that we went through the trend of, of most um, searches being online versus driving by and seeing a, a sign. I do. Yeah. Um, you know, there's some specific neighborhoods that are really tailored to, uh, to families that if you have a for rent sign go up, then the neighbors are, 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 are telling their friends that there's a house for rent. Mm-hmm. You know, you see that some, um, but really the majority of it is coming, you know, from online traffic and I don't, that's not really going to go anywhere. So I think that there will be beefed up security measures to avoid, you know, scams. Right. Um, but you know, that is something that we definitely have to deal with from time to time, but having the property in as many places as possible on legitimate real estate websites is still the key driver. All right. So step one is to make sure the property's out there and then to, deal with that security and be very aware of these things or hire a good property management company that has these things in place because they're very important. So that's step one. What's the next, what's the next thing you think that's so important? Well, after you, after you get the traffic um, to your property, you're going to get, you're going to get people that are interested in applying. So we have an online application process, which the next true step would be, you know, reviewing the tenant application and the steps that are involved with a tenant application. Well, that sounds easy. I get an application and I review it. There's, there's a lot involved. Um, and it's, it's something that takes a little bit of time on the tenant's part. Uh, they do have to pay an application fee. That application fee basically covers our cost to do all of the background checks because there are associate, uh, associated costs with it. But it's also a way that if there's a t- if someone's not willing to pay an application fee, they're probably not going to be a good tenant. So that fee sometimes will drive away t- people that you don't so want. So it's a your screening property tool anyway. in itself. Absolutely. Hmm. Uh, but after the application comes in, that's when we go to work. You know, we're obviously notified when an application comes in. We do a credit check. We do a criminal background check. And we do a, a, a national eviction search. So if they've had an eviction filed on them anywhere in the United States, you know, it comes up. From there, then we verify their income. Uh, they have to provide current pay stubs mm-hmm. from their employer. And then we also verify their past residency. So you, we look at all of those factors. You know, as far as income, we want three and a half times um, income to, to rent ratio which is very important. We don't want someone that makes $1,500 a month renting a $1,200 a month place. There's just, sure. there's just no um, safety net you know, for success. Right. If there's a situation within their household, anything, a flat tire causes them not to be able to pay their rent. So we want to make sure that they have enough income to be able to cover, uh, to cover the rent. Then as far as like the criminal background. Well, uh, on that cover the rent um, sure. aspect, you know, it's it's probably easier for folks in a in when they have quality houses to be able to get that tenant pool. You know that's what we always preach. You know, focusing on these kind of A level houses that we focus on is those folks have a little more disposable income. These rules that you're stating probably wouldn't work on these lower end 
you know, properties that we see all these people slinging out there. Without a doubt. You know, we've always said location, 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 and good properties and good neighborhoods is the lifeblood, you know, of our business. And by having, you know, that upper echelon, you know, rent level, as far as a property management company goes, you don't really see the traffic from people that are looking to to rent a single family house for $600. You know, we just simply, you know, don't manage that. So yes, that does make our job easier. I've always baffled by property management companies that specialize in the lower, um, you know, rent numbers. I don't see how it works. I don't well, they see can't it. have these standards. There's no way that you could say three times the rent if your rent's eight hundred. The people renting those aren't going to be making three times. And if that. they do, you know, generally, I mean, you, you see an increased amount of of credit issues. Right. You see an increased amount in, you know, criminal criminal background um, items that come up. You know, we, we're very cautious about the criminal background check. We're wanting to place, we're placing tenants in neighborhoods. Um, we want to protect the entire neighborhood. We don't want sure. someone with an extensive rap sheet, you know, going in, going into a neighborhood. Um, credit has gotten a little more challenging, you know, over the years because I've seen the amount of medical bills showing up on credit applications is increased tenfold over the last 15 years. I don't think people would believe us if we ex- if we told them just how common it was for someone to have medical collections. Correct. It's surprising when they don't have medical collections. It's it's truly am- it, it's truly amazing when you look at the number of applications that there are, you know, medical. And if you don't have a lot of credit history outside of medical, that medical will drive a credit score down. Sure. You know, big time. But the the area I'm talking about, you know, if you have two, three medical collections, you know, out there, but then you've got 15 other positive um, credit line, um, you know, paid as agreed, um, fulfilled a loan, you know, all positive credit history outside of medical, there's sometimes that you have to look on that as an individual basis. So it's as much a science as reading these as it is an art after years of being able to interpret, you know, what you're looking at with people and, and get a feel for it. And it I think is that'd now. Be, yeah. It is now. It used to not be. Sure, um, it was a little more the medical. The medical didn't show up as much, you but, know, 15 years ago. So again, that's something that you're, if you're going to manage these properties on your own, it's important you learn these steps or make sure, again, you have a property management company like us, um, or any out there that are, you know, those top end property management companies are going to do all these things we're talking about. So that's what else? What's that next thing? Well, and, and, and mind you, most of the credit applications, you know, that we get have already kind of been pre-screened uh, because part of our application actually lists some of these questions oh, right. that before that they have to submit payment you know, for that application, they've already seen a line of our criteria criteria for renting. So right. um, there's no way of tracking this, but there's a there has to be a large amount of people that look to apply, get halfway through the application and say, oh, there's, there's probably no not going to happen. Yeah, I just answered yeah. yes to 12 questions or not 12, but say five questions. Bankruptcy were, questions right. about uh, judgment from any past landlord. There's there's a lot. Right. There's lots of, you know, pre-screening questions that, that, that go along. With we're that. not looking to take $50 off someone that has all these bankruptcies. They're never going to succeed. And, you know, it's not that $50 goes in our pocket. I mean, there's costs for us pulling credit and all of that. But we're not looking to have someone spend $50 that has no chance of winning. So right. that's a way of pre-screening before screening. 
Yeah, it's not a profit center for us. When you look at the cost of the application and then someone to actually run it and and verify all of these items, it's actually probably a loss you right. know, from a business standpoint as far as we're concerned. It's really all about finding good quality tenants that are going to rent a property. Um, our process has been tweaked over time. It's not something that 15 years ago we had the same process, you know, Items would come up. We would improve the system. And now, you know, we've got a very, very tight-knit screening process that has a lot of success. You know, we have a very low eviction rate because of this. Um, evictions are a little bit uh, more of a hot topic now because they're not allowed, you know, through, uh, through COVID. But, you know, the great thing about our system is we've seen very little change with covid um, as far as people paying their rent. And that speaks to the quality of tenants that are in the place. Um, we experienced record level rent collection in, uh, in April, um, you know, just after, you know, COVID really broke out. We broke that record in May and then broke May's record in June. So I think that really speaks to the system. There was lots of uh, people that were very scared. And I was to a certain degree also when this sure. broke out, you know, we are, it's all about, our tenants paying their rent for our customer success. With that many job losses out there, we, we of course expected there to be a lot of people not paying their rents, but it just didn't, it just didn't happen that way. It just didn't happen. Yeah. We, uh, we had great success through it and we're still maintaining, you know, that success now. I'm not saying that there hasn't been a couple of uh, situations, but we have yet to have a situation across all of our managed portfolio where someone says, you can't evict me. I'm not going. Right. Um, we've not had one single one of those situations. Well, there's a human element to that too, where, you know, when, when people have hit hard times, if they communicate, a tenant communicates with their property management company, tenants, if you're listening out there, communicate with your property management company, it's amazing. Or your landlord, it's amazing. It's if you're communicating point. and being open and honest with what's happening, how, much human there is in that interaction and things people are willing to do to help you go through. But if you just disappear, don't return calls, don't return texts, don't pay your rent. It's there's nothing anyone the can bad do. Bad stuff happens right away with right. no communication. Right. And when I say bad stuff, nobody wins with having to get a tenant out of a place. Nobody. Right. We don't win, the tenant doesn't win, and our owners definitely don't win because our owners would have to um, have a period of vacancy. Um, you'd probably have to spruce up the place, you know, a little bit. There's always a few items whenever you're moving a, a tenant out. Um, it's just, it's a no win situation, you know, for everyone. So communication between the tenant and the landlord is very important. And we have a really unique system within our property management software where answering the phone isn't as popular as it used to be I'm not talking about at our office. We still no. answer the phone at our office, but I'm talking about the public in general. If you don't know the number coming through or if it's a, a debt collector, they don't answer the phone. Right. So texting obviously is, is a huge, huge piece of communication where our system actually will send out, you know, text messages in regard to non-payment of rent and different situations like that. And our response rate is, amazing that we get, you know, from that. And it, it keeps it in front of the tenant's face. Everyone's got their cell phone on them at all times, you know, way too much, if in my opinion, in our society, in our society. So their phone buzzes and it's a message from our property management company saying, 
you know, what's going on? Your rent has not been paid. It's not in those words, but, you know, it's an indication of, hey, you need to need to communicate with us what's going on. It's great to do it that way for uh, our company, too. And as a landlord, um, if you're managing your own properties, it's important to have records of communications for when things don't go right or just to hold people's feet to the fire. Uh, not in a, you know, a, a rude way, but, you know, you've got to hold tenants feet to the fire. And, and that's, I really suggest having property manager, uh, you know, we, Clint and I own properties in other States and we have property managers manage those houses, even though we could technically manage them from here. We've got the software and the ability to do it all. But the property manager is that screen between the owner and the tenant and the property management company can obviously hold that tenant's feet to the fire better. But if you're managing it on your own, you need records of all of this. You know, that's important. That separation between owner and tenant is extremely important. I'm glad you brought it up because the tenant's lease is with us, not the owner. You know, we have a property management agreement with the owner. The owner is taking is taken out of that situation. So as a property manager, we're required by the state of Indiana to maximize the asset. That is, get our clients as much money as we possibly can. We have a fiduciary duty to them, you know, for that. Yes, so taking emo- that takes emotions out of it for us. You know, for example, if the tenant has a situation, you know, that comes up within their family and they can't pay rent, I don't want to sound, you know, like a, like a ruthless dictator, but I'm sorry, you know, you've signed a lease, you have to pay rent. We have a duty to the owner of your home to collect your rent. And if you're not paying your rent, I'm sorry, there's, there's an issue. And you know, we're human and we've got right. big hearts, but at the same time, protecting our owners is the lifeblood of our business. Yeah, it's, it's interesting because there's so many great aspects to having a property manager handle all of this stuff for you. Like, we, like I said, we have property managers manage our stuff outside of the state, but that is one of the most important ones. It, it allows you to treat your ownership of properties like it's a business, which it is. It's your business. So it's a really big benefit. Uh, besides the fact that they've already got the screening in place, the advertising in place, there's also that arm's length um, that really does help get the property to perform. So after that, you know, once a tenant's moved in, okay, we've got a tenant screened, um, they've moved in. How did, how would a landlord or a, a property management company know if they got the right tenant? Besides is rent coming in? Um, should landlords go check on them? Well, you know, what, what is the process that we do and why do we do it? Another great topic as far as, the biggest indicator is no news is great news. You know, if we're not getting calls, if uh, you know the tent, the rent shows up on time every month, that's the biggest indicator. Right. I'm not saying that tenants shouldn't call in for for required you know maintenance on the property. They should, but it's amazing you know how many how many really good paying tenants very rarely call the office. I mean, it's if if they're a responsible tenant. You know, if it's a small maintenance item, a lot of times they take care of it, you know, on their own. Smoke detector batteries instead of calling the office. Silly stuff, light bulbs, you know, you you name it. Um, But we do see, you know, sometimes, you know, they could slip through the cracks, you know, a little bit. Um, We don't see it a lot. The biggest system that we have in place for that, we have two inspections. So we do a four-month inspection inside and out. 
COVID has messed that up just a little bit um, where if someone's uncomfortable with us going inside and we even called it off completely, you know, for a little while, uh, but we're still doing exterior inspections. But generally, let's talk non-COVID times. We do a four-month inspection. The reason why it's four months, we don't want to go in two weeks after a tenant moves in because they haven't really had enough time to, you know, set up their uh, their house and see how the, how they live. Right. So we give it four months because then that's they've had time to be in the property, you know, see how they live, um, and we go in and, and see the condition. So we provide that report to our our customers, you know, twenty plus pictures of the interior. Um, it does not happen often at four month where we get into a situation where there's something really wrong going on. Sure. You could, you can start to see that the biggest thing that we've caught in our four month inspections, and this does happen from time to time is that they've got an unauthorized pet in, in the, uh, in the property. Um, and if sure. that, if that comes up, then we, we address that. And I don't want to go deep into leases cause that could be a two hour episode itself on how to structure your lease with your attorneys and, and everything. But, you know, one of the things that a good property management company will have is they will have worked with an attorney to set this up the right way to where you can evict if a a tenant is trashing the property. You know, there's, I've seen so many examples of these free leases online for landlords to download and use that don't have those kind of uh, things built into those leases. And, you know, if you've got the right property manager, they're going to have that those aspects covered. So again, I, I know we don't want to dive too deep into that. Um, but we, we also do an inspection then uh, just prior to lease renewal. We want to make sure that we do want to renew this tenant's lease, that they are taking care of the property. So that's that's the second inspection. I do want to throw that in. All right. So if you let's say we've got a good tenant then, um, what do you do for lease renewal? Just send them another lease or do you you know, what, what should a landlord do? Should they look at market rents? Should they increase every time and just keep bumping it up to maximize their dollars? What, what, should, what, what's the process there? Another great question and something that has changed even within the last year, year and a half, something drastic in Indiana, we didn't see the huge rent increases normally. However, the last year to 18 months that has changed drastically. We have seen big jumps in rent. You know, it's not uncommon to see a $1,200 a month rental go to $1,350, you know, now. People in California and New York are laughing at you that you think that's a big jump. Correct. But, But, you know, here in Indiana, you know, it is. You know, generally, you'd see that $25 to $50 increase, and we would, you know, ask our owner, do you want to risk losing a good-paying tenant, you know, over $25, $50, you know, a month? Or do you want to use that as a negotiating tool and say, hey, we're going to leave your rent at the at the same level, but we need to get you on a on a longer lease. Um, and tenants really appreciate that. Been a little bit trickier here, like I said, in the last twelve to eighteen months because there has been sizable jumps. So, at the time that we're doing um, our lease renewal inspection, we also do a market analysis on rent to see if there has been a big jump. And then you know we we go over that report with our owners and that potential jump at that time. Sure. And so if you're an individual uh, landlord, you know, you can use tools like Zillow to try to figure out what rents are. But if you're using a property management company like ours, you're going to have licensed professionals, realtors who who have access to the MLS and, and, you know, a little more info on, on how to pinpoint what those rents should be, what they've gone up. 
Um, so that's one of the benefits when, when you work with a property management company like ours or any across the nation like ours. Um, so, okay, we've got uh, the renewal process through. What other pitfalls are there? Well, I thought this would be a cool part of our show. You know, 95% um, plus our tenant situations are really good. Mm-hmm. But I, I always, I feel like sometimes we're fear mongers on this show. Like we're like, but, right. you know, every now and then something really bad happens. But I think it also provides an interesting perspective. So I've got three different situations on properties that you and I owned or I owned individually. Right. Where we could talk about some funny you know, uh, quirky, yeah. you know, so you want to pull back the curtain and share the bad stories too, huh? This is the bad. It's, this is the bad. And like I said, I this think it's happened important. on ours. And I think it's important for the listeners to know that right. we have, we've had hundreds of rental properties ourselves. So we have seen everything. Most of it has been success, but some situations don't always work out the way. So, well, I, I, I take pride in the fact that as I worry too that we fear monger too much, but the truth is we want to provide the reality of, of the world. We're not trying to sell people real estate and say, Hey, it's all sunshine and rainbows. You know, it's all perfect. It's, it's messy. Real estate is a difficult business to be successful in. You know, we like sharing the stories of what we've gone through to get to where we are and that we try to take the suck out of real estate for people. And here's some of the suck you're about to share. Yeah, it's interesting. Uh, one of our one of our employees had this interesting idea to make a coffee table book about um, tenants' excuses for not paying rent. That's a good idea. And, uh, I think it's a great idea. But the first situation is was was really at the top of the list for 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 that for that book. And um, the the reason the the tenant called in and was having trouble paying the rent. He was a bodyguard for a celebrity, and he said the celebrity that I work for, you know, has went crazy and they shaved their head. This and is they fired this is their the employees. this is the female singer who went crazy and shaved her head. That I'm not saying any names. Right, I think people can kind of kind of put it together. But let me go backwards. This guy applied for a house, and he's he's a bodyguard to this. He's star. a bodyguard. Okay. Um, to this particular celebrity, but I also learned that there's like this whole world where these celebrities share bodyguards. It's very fascinating. He worked for different, for uh, different people. And before the situation got really bad. So he's a small wimpy guy, six, seven, probably 300 and a martial arts expert. Uh, So, but before it got really bad, I guess the celebrity that he was working for, there were some things that were going on. He actually, we got a direct deposit from another mega celebrity that uh, that he used to you know do some bodyguard for that was tied to the celebrity if uh, if you will um, into our account so I saved it you know as a really cool piece so he of was memorab- behind on rent and they memorabilia. took care of it for him. yeah and then then that kind of went away for a while um, celebrity starts to you know go the other way and we get a call one day. Um, from Child Protective Services. Mm. There was a door-to-door salesman that had went by his house and saw that there was, was there were dog feces literally everywhere in the home and that there was a small child. And oh. child, they called Child Protective Services. Child Protective Services saw that we owned the property. 
you know, called. And, you know, I was pretty worried about it, you know, but the, the, the biggest scare, and I hate to say this, was not really about the condition of my property, was like, how am I going to inspect this property? I've got a six, seven, 300 pound martial art expert that's at the top of his game. You, you don't know, think you could have taken a bodyguard? Him? He would literally <laughs> wipe the room out, you know, uh, especially if it's me and you, you right. know, a little, little flick, right. you know, but, uh, so I had to hire an armed bodyguard, you know, I went to the yellow pages, um, of the internet found a armed bodyguard and we went up to the property and it was, it was very troubling because, you know, the guy was there, you know, I was, I was really scared about avoiding a, a confrontation and he was actually in tears. Uh, I was embarrassed. Sure. So, um, you know, the celebrity was not employing him anymore and he started breeding some dogs inside the house. And, um, you know, my heart went, you know, went out to him and it was very kind, but, you know, we had to, we had to, to get him out of the property. He left, but there was a sizable, there was a sizable cleanup. Um, you know, so you may ask, well, how, how do you avoid this? Well, you know, he was making well in excess of six figures, well sure. in excess of six figures, being a bodyguard for the celebrity. You know, it, sometimes it's hard to detect and people go through, sure. go through, you know, situations. And this was happened to be one that's at the top of our list because of the, the scope of the, the celebrity that's I going on. Here. I feel like we should um, probably never rent to anyone related to celebrities or a celebrity themselves, because that story reminds me of a tenant we had not long ago. Our celebrity stories have not gone well. No, now, the, the, le the level of celebrity that you're talking about falls off, you know, pretty sure. big here, but I have a feeling you're talking about the reality TV, st TV star. star. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That was here local. Sure. Um, they were actually filming in our home and we owned it. We owned that house together. Um, I didn't even know that. <laughs> that was my house. Mm -hmm. That was your house. All right. But, uh, you know, we started, uh, we actually, the first six months of the lease was paid by the TV network. Right. Um, and injected six months of, of payment. So it was a major TV network. Um, whenever they're backing this celebrity tenant felt pretty good about it you know getting direct deposited by this this major network right well after that initial round i guess that was part of her contract i'm assuming but then she was responsible for a rent and we started getting you know behind um and a show based on teenagers not being responsible yet we thought because the network was backing it mm-hmm you know, but the minute it became about that person's responsibility, out the window. So no like, more payments. So we filed for eviction. And she went to some major news publications, uh, more the celebrity news circuit type publications, and actually bashed us. Mm -hmm. You know, there's, there's many things on the Internet still to this celebrity saying how bad we were because we were unduly evicting her. Right. Well, through all of this, we started paying attention to the local or not the local, but the national celebrity news circuit. And we saw that there were dogs 
in the house on the news network, mind you. On the TV show that she was a part Correct. of in our house. It's, it's interesting. Scott and I were at, at, a, at a real estate conference out west in California. And while we weren't up on stage speaking, we were in the back of the room combing through footage. episodes of this and actually got uh, footage of the dogs peeing in the house. It was on the show. On the show. Right. And the dog actually in one episode peed on the producer. Right. And they aired that. the dog peeing on the producer. Yet she claimed no animals and no animals you know. and was not paying was not paying her rent. So we we held firm. She went to she went to the the media um, bashed us, and I remember t- bringing the staff in and saying, "Hey, if if you have any news media calling about it, we we do not discuss. You know, she is in the wrong. She's flat out not paying her rent. She's got unauthorized dogs in there. We're taking her to court. And there's actually news publications of her sitting in the the courthouse for this nas- for this for this excuse me for this this eviction on national. Um, I think it was People." Yeah, people. I think I'm allowed to say that People Magazine, but but anyhow, um, long story short, she got another show. She got another show on this on this network, and she's not a very well liked you know celebrity, you know anyway. But she did end up paying you know paying the rent, so we did make a bad situation um, good. But it's, I think the network paid the rent again. It may have been. Because uh, it was the same network that picked up. Because I remember the show. our our attorney was misquoted in the paper. It was all that silliness. But I remember the network stepping up again or something. But anyway, it's no, but, but what was very interesting is her and her husband then became a house flipper in Indianapolis. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, good for them. Yeah, it was advertised in different places, huh. and and apparently it didn't go well I, because we yeah. would. Uh, we, sure. we know the players in this market, which, surprise, surprise. Yeah. That, uh, good, good for them for making a try at doing something responsible. But it's a tough business to succeed in, so it doesn't surprise me. You know, weird, weird situation. And, you know, again, you know, most of our tenant situations are very favorable. Uh, we've got very good relationships with our, with our tenants. You know, we send uh, birthday cards to our, to our tenants, very positive. Uh, but, you know, the other topic I want to drive home is really taking out the emotions, you know, that are involved with property management, why someone, you know, isn't paying or why fees aren't assessed. And it brings me to, you know, we've got a, we've got a third, you know, celebrity situation. This is the celebrity hour, huh? It really is. Um, We, we rented a house to uh, a national sports broadcaster that is a condo. Yeah. Really nice, really nice downtown condo in Indianapolis. Um, but he was away commentating the final four basketball tournament. So he did not pay his rent on time. You know, he could have planned, you know, better. And mind you, this is a wonderful human being. Sweetheart and, of a man. Uh, just an amazing man. So I don't want to take anything away from him. In fact, sure. I mean, it, I've read a lot about him and he is the real deal. I've heard like, him speak. Um, I went to a conference where yeah. he spoke. It was a Christian conference. Mm-hmm. Amazing man. Just awesome amazing man. man. Awesome man. But he came to the office with his rent right after the final <laughs> basketball tournament. And, uh, and the front desk told him. the front He wanted his late <laughs> fee waived. And the front office staff said, no, I'm, I'm sorry. We don't. We don't waive late fees. 
and uh, you know he, he was surprised. And of course, he's six eleven, um, right. you know, too. Uh, you know, it took it well. At, uh, the front office staff said, "Look, we, you know, we we don't own the home. You know, we have to answer to our owners." So. Which is true. So we are licensed realtors. We are licensed brokers, and we have a duty, which you touched on earlier, called a, it's a fiduciary duty to maximize our owners' rent. And so, one of the great parts of having a property manager involved is the fact that that is their duty. It isn't with, it's within their discretion, obviously, to operate and within the property management agreement you have with them. However, it's a cold calculated business at that point. This is contractual obligations and this is about holding um, people responsible for contracts they sign and executing them and making it happen. And when you're a landlord on your own, it's a very difficult thing to do. It's a very difficult thing to do. and. Um, I respect our tenants. I've got nothing but love for them. But if you give an inch, they'll take a mile. It's just been proven over and over. Um, and when you're a property manager versus being a landlord yourself, it's much easier just to not give an inch. There's a dynamic that I've learned in property management over time. And I can't take full credit for this because another guy that we respect a lot in this business told me this 15 years ago that it's really important to make sure that the tenant knows that they need you more than you need them. And it's extremely That's important great advice. Um, because like you said, give an inch, they're going to take a mile. Yeah. If you're discounting rent for something silly, then they're going to be asking to discount rent again. And, you know, that's something that we just don't do. So it's really important to kind of create that dynamic. And that's part of being a property manager. And that's why you hire a property manager. It takes those, you know, emotions, you know, out of it. Sure. Um, you know, we, we, we don't just give money away. It's our duty to maximize, you know, the dollars that are going into our clients' accounts. And it's easier for us to, you know, use that almost as an excuse to with the tenants, which is, hey, we have a duty um, to, to maximize our owner's, you know, properties. And this is the contract you signed. And it, it just dries out a lot of that emotion out of there. It makes it a lot easier situation and it can become a win, win, win for all win for us, win for the landlord, win for the tenant. And it's just a good, there's a reason why so many people who are even professional real estate investors use property managers. Like I said, we are professional investors and we use property managers when the house isn't right by us. So, you know, I know these are just a few of the small things about property management. Um, you know, there's, there's a million aspects to each of these and we can do deep dives on them, but hopefully these few steps and the overall view of what property management is like and some funny tenant stories about what it's like. I think helps. it's, I think it's interesting injecting a, a few, a few funny stories. For most, sure. most of our stories are exceptionally boring and there's nothing going on, but it's, it's interesting, you know, to talk about that. And basically <laughs> I guess we don't get starstruck with our tenants because we've had, we've had, we've had a few um, off topic who would be, your celebrity um, tenants that you'd uh, that you'd really cater to, like who who would who would you just fold like a like a wet cloth in front of? Hmm. You know, I I have a thing about um, I'm I think Elon Musk is a f brilliant futurist. I'd basically let him live in all of our houses for free. You know, but he really needs it. You know, I, I know he's hovering around first or second richest man in the world. That's ridiculous. You know? Yeah, most of the people that I would let live for free are people who definitely don't need it. I'm just you thinking like if Sylvester Stallone yeah, yeah. or like Axl Rose, 
you know, came in, like, I'd just be like, man, you just, you just tell me like, right. whatever, like you want me to pay your rent? Like, I'll just, I'll just pay it for you. <laughs> Dave Matthews would be one only because that would make my wife happy and a happy Dave. wife equals happy life. So I'm going to go with that just because again, happy wife, happy life. He'd probably come in and have a beer with you though. He's like a pretty cool dude. I, f- <laughs> I feel like that. I, I, my brother has met him a few times and then my college roommate hung out with him a few times. And I just think to myself, if he only met me, I feel like he'd be texting really me all the cool. time. I like, know, what are you man. up to? <laughs> well, that's our show for today. We're the homeboys. We hope you enjoyed a couple of our crazy stories. We look forward to seeing you on our next podcast till then happy investing. Mm-hmm.